Conversation rocks. This is Diane, and this is our beautiful clean coal edition. <laughs> hey, it's Todd. Still in Los Angeles. Still trying to figure out what clean coal fucking means. Um, still at 15 below. Still dealing with my wood stove and splitting logs because it is too cold for my log splitter to start. So I'm doing it by hand. WTF, man. It's too cold for the log splitter. Oh my god! I know, right? I'm so sorry. I, I truly am sorry because it's like 82 degrees down here. I know. But, but if it makes you feel any better, California is officially back in a drought. Yeah, I heard that. I was I bummed out for you guys, man. Oh well, she got a good night. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what is that from? Remind me what that's from. It's the extent of my Japanese as as obtained through Shogun oh, by okay. uh, James Clavell. James Clavell. Right, right, right. Okay, I remember that. All right, so before we launch into what the dumb fucks in Washington are doing this week, <laughs> I just want to talk a little bit about our sexual health corner. Okay. <laughs> So there's this ad on TV that's really been bugging me. You probably don't see as much TV as I do. Probably not, but that lay it on me, man. Are is you it a, curved is... below the belt? What? Right? <laughs> so there's this disease. Disease, I don't know. They, they call it Peyronie's disease. It's actually more of a, a thing that happens over time. So men can end up getting a curvature in their penis called Peyronie's disease. And it's usually a result of trauma. Um, what happens is the the corpus cavernosum, which are the areas of the penis that fill with blood when a man gets an erection, can get ruptured and you can end up with a, a scar there. And the scar means that basically you get this deviation, this this curvature with an erection after the scar really forms. So I've been seeing these ads over and over and over again, and I've been like, what is the deal here? Gotta follow the money. So I finally looked it up this morning. Well, this company called Endo Pharmaceuticals has come up with a treatment for it. For a problem that's not really there, but okay. Well, so, I mean, actually, it can be very painful and can lead to erectile dysfunction for men who have a significant case of it. Okay. And I actually have seen a fractured penis, which I never, ever, ever thought I would see in my career. Um, and that poor guy, oh my God, 
he's going to have a case of Peyronie's disease, let me tell you. But anyway, it just, it was driving me crazy because all of a sudden, you know, after years of talking about other sexual health things and no one talking about Peyronie's disease, all of a sudden these ads, they're on like every other ad cycle. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it turns out Endopharmaceuticals has developed Zia Flex, which are injections that use enzymatic activity to disrupt the collagenous plaques that form the scars. So how fun does that sound? Hey, the more you know. <laughs> In this case, the more you grow. <laughs> so that's my little public service announcement for this morning. All right, well. <laughs> since I can't, since I'm not going to be a great participant in the Sunday morning civics lesson, I thought I would give a Sunday morning sexual health lesson. Hey, it, it all works. It all works. <laughs> you know, and should I, at least now I know the solution to that problem. Should I ever find myself <laughs> fracturing my dick? So. I, you know, I never thought it happened, and I didn't even honestly believe that was what it was when I was looking at that particular case, but that was, in fact, what it was. Wow. Yeah. Poor dude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, you wanted to, we were going to talk about State of the Union, and it sounds like you've got some time constraints this morning, so it sounds like we're also going to talk maybe first and foremost about... The memo. The memo. Or so, as uh, as Adam Schiff, I think Adam Schiff referred to it, worse than a nothing burger. Oh, very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast who isn't aware of what the memo was. But just in case, so this week, the House Intelligence Committee run by a Republican and hopefully soon to be former congressman, Devin Nunes, uh, released, you know, he's, he's California's problem. It's just uh, awful. I'm sorry. Central it, it, Valley. You know, I can't pick on you guys because look at what we got. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's up in the Central Valley, Fresno. Um, hey, Fresno, get your shit in the bag. We're looking at you, Fresno. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, yeah, he released his memo, which purports to show that the FBI didn't actually have a case for investigating the Trump campaign. Specifically uh, Carter Page. It wasn't even the Trump campaign. It was well, just what, what, they're, what, they're alleging, what they allege in the memo is that the only reason this got going is right, because right, right. of this illegal or inappropriate or however they phrase it, uh, FISA warrant for, uh, for Carter Page. So, which was spurred by actually by the report from Christopher Steele to the FBI. No, no, it was spurred by George Papadopoulos's garbage to the FBI. No. Okay, I am striking out. I am not going to go for three. So you tell me. Turns out I was reading an article today from a former FBI agent who explains how getting a FISA warrant against a U.S. citizen works. Well, so it sounds like it takes years and years of of documentation and research and and legit stuff to give to a judge. So they the process would have started three years before all of this. Wow. Um, And in fact, would have also included an FBI visit with Carter Page explaining to Carter Page that there is concerns that the Russians that he was meeting with at the time were trying to recruit him. 
Well, and he even bragged, and I think it was in 2013, so it's interesting to yeah. say three years, about being, what was it, a, a, an informal consultant to the Kremlin? Right, exactly. So the problem the Republicans have immediately is that Carter Page was already under surveillance. But I'm he was bragging already, about his activities. And, right. I believe that there's a quote from some Russians who know him that Carter Page is a moron, but. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, I've heard that. In fact, someone on MSNBC this morning was saying he's been called various things like idiot and. <laughs> yeah, by the Russians. So what happened is the Trump campaign, as it's swinging into you know full steam and everything, the FBI is aware of the fact that they've got a guy on the Trump campaign now who is quite possibly a Russian spy. Well, probably a Russian spy is too right. exact a term for Carter Page, more like Russian stooge. But, That's you know. probably a much better way to put it. <laughs> spy sounds too intentional and intelligent. Yeah, we don't. this ain't James Bond. Right. <laughs> This is more uh, droopy dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, so that's one side, right? So this, so this is really interesting because it really does, you know, just point out all the flaws in this so-called witch hunt theory well, put out by really, Nunes. Let's be really, really clear. This was authored by Nunes. It was not authored by the. Democratic members of the committee, and they actually have written a line-by-line -line rebuttal, correct? Right. Yeah, Which absolutely. Which has not yet been released. There may not need to be. Right. Released, right? Uh, there was another news article I saw this morning where, you know, line-by-line -line assessment explaining how, while Nunes maybe thinks that he is trying to shield the president or whatever, what he's in fact doing is showing that there was absolute justification for why the FBI was looking at this guy, you know, and therefore everything else. Well, so, so here's the thing that, that, and I didn't, I, I think I might've opened up the same article, but I didn't read it, but this was like the third or the fourth FISA memo that was signed off on this guy or FISA warrant that was signed off on Carter page. Right. Right. Because every, part of the thing with a FISA warrant is that every 90 days you have to go back and have the warrant renewed. But you have to prove that you're finding stuff. It's stuff. not just a fishing right. ex expedition. Mm -hmm. So they've they've essentially proven that by having a warrant signed off on this guy every 90 days, that in fact someone somewhere was coming up with stuff that was worth continuing to follow up on. Yeah. Yep. So meanwhile. Uh, this was great. CNN this morning. God, CNN, man. Trump is the only thing that saved them from obscurity. <laughs> Which is really funny considering how much he hates them. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so uh, Trump uh, tweeted this morning, or yesterday morning, sorry, yesterday morning before heading out for a round of golf. <laughs> um, okay, quote. I'm just going to read the whole thing. It's 47 words. Uh, this memo totally vindicates oh, right. Trump in probe, but Russian witch hunt goes on and on. There was no collusion and there was no obstruction. The word now used because after one year of looking endlessly and finding nothing, collusion is dead. This is an American disgrace! Exclamation point. Uh, Did he spell everything correctly? No, he didn't. We'll get to this. 
So the the this this is it, right? The headline on this CNN article is Donald Trump says four things that aren't true in a single forty-seven word tweet. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, this memo totally vindicates Trump in probe. Uh, no, CNN has no idea why Trump put Trump in quotes. <laughs> right. Air quote. Right. So <laughs> basically. Oh God. Okay. I didn't even really think about that at first, but yeah, yeah, he did put Trump in there in quotes. So yes. anyway, uh, presuming the probe Trump is referring to here is the special counsel investigation. It's important to note that he that the probe is looking into Russia's attempted interference in the election and whether there was any collusion between Russia and the members of the Trump campaign. Uh, what the Nunes memo alleges and Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee insist that Steele dossier wasn't the only reason a FISA warrant for Page was approved has zero to do with Mueller's probe. Trump is conflating the possibility of the FISA warrant against Page with the broader investigation into Russia's attempted meddling. This is true. And interesting enough, and this is this was great, uh, Republican South Carolina um, Representative Trey Gowdy. Right, right, right. Uh, Who is House retiring. Over- Thank you, Trey. We'll talk yeah, about that ha- more later. House Oversight Committee Chairman uh, said after the Nunes memo release, as I've said repeatedly, I also remain 100% confident in special counsel Robert Mueller. The contents of the memo do not in any way discredit his investigation. So, yeah, that's what we're seeing a lot of this morning is a lot of Republicans just going, eh, what? No, 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 no. And can we just uh, point out that Trey Gowdy is Mr. Benghazi? So if he is not buying into a conspiracy, there really must not be one. <laughs> right. All right. Number two, the Russia witch hunt goes on. It is true that Mueller's investigation continues, as do House and Senate congressional committee probes. But to describe these investigations as a witch hunt simply doesn't comport with known facts. And it's good use of the word comport. <laughs> Way to go, CNN. Uh, witch hunts are species. Oh, I love it. Species investigation. Uh, driven by preconceived notions that wind up not being borne out. <laughs> That's Excellent. awesome. So far in the so far in the Mueller investigation, two Trump's associates, Flynn and Papadopoulos, have pled guilty for lying to the FBI and are cooperating. Two more one-time aides, Manafort and Gates, are charged with series of counts including money laundering. And it looks yeah. like Gates is going to flip. Just FYI. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So even if you dismiss the Manafort gate charges because they haven't been found guilty, how can you dismiss the guilty pleas by Papadopoulos and Flynn? If this was a witch hunt, then why did these two men plead guilty? If they hadn't done anything wrong, why plead guilty and agree to cooperate with the investigation? Exactly. Um, there was no collusion and there was no obstruction. By the way, he spelled there T-H-E-I-R. Oh, my God. As CNN points it out, points out it's there, T-H-E-R-E, but whatever. <laughs> It's an exact quote from the article, but whatever. (laughs) It's so bad that we don't even care about his inability to spell anymore. The committee continues to look at all evidence to see if there was any hint of collusion. Uh, Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Burr, Republican North Carolina, said last fall, adding the issue of collusion is still open. 
Trump can accurately say that there is no evidence that has been made public that proves collusion between his campaign and Russia, but that's not what he's saying. And therefore, he's wrong. <laughs> and fourth and finally, after one year of looking endlessly and finding nothing, collusion is dead. Again, there's simply no way Trump can know this is based on what we know now. Uh, Mueller hasn't spoken publicly about the status. Last time Burr gave any sort of major update on the working of his committee was October of 17, and the House Intelligence Committee has devolved into partisan warfare. Maybe Mueller and the congressional committees looking into Russia in the 16 election have found nothing, but right now you can't prove that. All we know is that they haven't announced any findings that prove or disprove collusion. So collusion may be dead, but given that these are ongoing investigations, they could all be very much alive. We just don't know. So... Yeah, I mean, I saw this, this article was just, you know, what I woke up to this morning. I thought, oh, my God, this is great. He said, four things that aren't true in 47 words. <laughs> and CNN did not actually overstate that. Good <sighs> for them. Good for them for calling him out and good for them for not overstating. And good for them for using words that, you know, like are complicated. And, <laughs> and comport. comport. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so there was that, right? Um, there was another article, but I think I've lost it by now because the feed just keeps updating all the time. Right. Um, what did this? Oh, the, yeah, the Republicans. Republicans were like, "Ah, eh, no," you know, trying to get out of the way as much as they can. Um. By the way, did you see that Mitt Romney is going to run for Senate, for Senate in Utah? Yeah, and it sounds like uh, Trump is pretty strongly opposed, so that should be very interesting. Yeah, that should be awesome. <laughs> uh, not that it's going to matter because... Utah, know, Mormon. Utah. Sorry, yeah. I hate to be... I hate to be prejudiced, but... Yeah, he's going to get, what, 96% of the vote, right? right? You know? <laughs> Well, so here we go back to the Nunes thing, right? I We talked about the Saturday Night Massacre last week. Right. So there are people who are calling this the slow motion Saturday Night Massacre. And there are people who are suggesting that this is basically a strategy to get Christopher Ray and to get Rod Rosenstein out of the way. Because if yeah. they get rid of Ray... They get rid of someone else who right now is standing strong in the FBI. And if they get rid of Rosenstein, they get rid of the person who is at this point refusing to fire Mueller and they could potentially appoint someone who will fire Mueller. Right. Because for people who don't know, Rosenstein is the executive, or not the executive, excuse me, the assistant um, district, no, deputy attorney general. There we go. Um so he basically is in charge of the Mueller investigation or in charge of having Mueller still be in place since Jeff Sessions had to recuse himself. Did I lose you? No. Okay. No, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thought there was more. No, no, no. So, you know, it just it's the slow motion Saturday Night Massacre. It's the fact that, uh, that you know, just here we go again, man. It's looking more and more like Watergate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And 
I, oh, pardon me. I don't know that it's going to... I don't think that this is going to change change anything, to be honest. You don't think the memo will? Right. Yeah, I, I hope not. I mean, I think it just goes back to there is that 30 or so percent that doesn't give a damn about anything that points counter to what Trump is saying. And I'm, I'm concerned that, that those folks could somehow turn this into something other than a nothing burger. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I stand with the, not just Democrats, but at this point it's the Democrats who are doing it loudly, who are calling for Nunes to be booted off of the house intelligence committee. Yeah, yeah. So, as with everything with this story, right? Ongoing, waiting to see, doing it tomorrow. <sighs> Dear God, <laughs> please let it in. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of does take us into the State of the Union a little bit, though. Because yeah. one of the things that really horrified me in the State of the Union address, and I have to tell you the story of, of listening to it, oh my God. So the only reason I listened to it was that I really wanted to hear Joe Kennedy III's rebuttal. Oh, sure. So, of course, I end up driving from work into Wasilla to pick up our cat who got neutered. I know, life is crazy. There's, it's, I'm just crazy. Um, I, okay. It basically was long enough for me to hear Trump. And then just as I'm getting out of the car, Joe Kennedy comes on. So I didn't even get to oh, see it. I had to, even get... I had to YouTube it later. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but one of the things that he said, and I'm quoting him because I actually went and, and looked it up this morning. Tonight, I call on Congress to empower every cabinet secretary with the authority to reward good workers and remove federal employees who undermine the public trust or fail the American people. That is like a direct swipe at all of the people who are involved in the Mueller probe. Oh, it's but that's just way more than that, right? It's way more than that, but that is where it leads to, or at least that's where it starts. Yeah. It's so authoritarian and so terrifying and hardly got any notice at all. I mean, there were a few really informed commentators who who talked about it but uh it got very little attention and it was pretty horrifying i thought right that was actually where um someone i i can't remember who was analyzing it but one of the folks i was listening to said this feels like direct permission to obstruct and permission permission to engage in what's now being called the slow saturday night massacre yeah i mean Again, though, and I could be wrong, but I just am not sure that there's anybody who's really that foolhardy up for it, you know? I don't know, man. I it it. Uh, I have no faith right now. <laughs> sure. Sure. Which is fair. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's totally fair, you know. It's totally fair. So we'll see. We'll see. Um. What else do you say? So, so you got to explain the clean coal. Why are we talking about clean coal? You know, I still can't figure out why the hell we're talking about clean coal. The one thing that I did pull from, I, I looked at NPR's analysis of the speech, and it was actually a really good analysis. They, they printed the transcript of the speech, and then they highlighted areas that they were fact-checking and kind of put that in next to that, that area of the speech. So 
oil and gas are actually what's booming. Coal is is not even on the radar as a significant source of energy production in the United States. Um, coal was actually eclipsed by natural gas right. in 2016. So I'm not sure why we're having that conversation. No one really knows what he means when he says clean coal. There is no such thing as clean coal. But I told uh, told Eric, who is a podcaster who's listening to us, he gets the honor of naming the episode, and, and Beautiful Clean Coal was the perfect name. <laughs> yeah. I just, oh, man. Yeah, I did not, as I promised last week, I did not watch the State of the Union. I had no interest in it. I don't care you know, his victory lap. I laughed as did a lot of people that his victory lap came to a sudden screeching halt on Friday. was pretty dang overshadowed. Yeah. Friday when the stock market shit itself. But, you know. Well, what's really interesting too is that um, it just, there was, there was nothing new. I mean, people have been saying in the analysis of the speech that, it's really a place that presidents will often use to showcase new policy, and there was really nothing new introduced. Right, right. So, I will tell you, as I listened to it, my heart sank, and it just—I felt like I was listening to the death of democracy happening right in front of me, which is overly dramatic, I know, but. It just, it was horrifying. It was horrifying to listen to. It was, ugh, it was just depressing. So, uh, I've got a lot of fuck that guys. Okay, well, why don't we leave the State of the Union? Because I don't really have anything to say other than, I mean, there's, there's a lot of trivial stuff I could tear into. I will say a couple of small things real quick. I hate the whoring of other people's losses. Yeah. You know, the whole dragging the family about a warm beer into the chamber, dragging the family of those two girls who were supposedly killed by MS-13 gang members. I just hate that. There was lots of talk. There has been no action on this uh, administration in regards to the opioid crisis. And once again, it was just a showcase of... Oh, man, I thought we solved that. (laughs) Right? Yeah, we totally solved that. (laughs) I don't know where I've been. Just working at a clinic that actually has a Suboxone program. Um, he said he said he said he was going to solve it. Isn't it solved? Didn't well, didn't we fix that? I'm pretty sure that was another thing that got de- delegated to Jared Kushner, right? Jared's got yeah, a full cause, plate, man. Because honestly, right, there was like this whole thing. We're going to do something. We're going to do something. Okay, we're going to now announce that we're doing something about it, and now we're announcing what it is that we're going to do. And then and now we're nothing, done. Right? <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, no, it's, basically it's, there's... It's that, biz- it's that business plan from South Park. There's no budget. Step one. There's no budget. And there's right. still no head of this task force appointed. Right. Um, but other than that, we're doing fine. Mission fucking accomplished, man. <laughs> Mission fucking accomplished. MAGA. In my <laughs> The other thing that I will say is, you know, this was once again just the showcase of undoing of Obama's accomplishments. He's talked about keeping Guantanamo open. I know that Obama didn't close it, but he at least talked about closing it. He talked about um, 
all of these tragedies like the hurricanes and the fires that we've been through in the last several years and didn't mention that climate change might actually be a factor. And he went on and on and on about modernizing and increasing our nuclear stockpile. Right. So I just, you know, it was, it was a step back into the 1950s. Right, right. Well, and the Russians, Mel. Oh my God, did you see this thing? The Russians are totally playing us, right? I'm, I'm sure the Russians are like, you Americans are amazing. We love you. Yeah. Well, because you know the Russians, it's pretty. It's it, well, you know, I guess I can't say it's clear, but it seems to me the Russians were doing some kind of strategic review thing on television, and they happened to just oh, over they, the, they over like the shoulder yes. shoot shoot the doomsday device right and all of its glory and everything which actually is supposedly just an enlarged like picture of an already existing torpedo right you know and and that's why we're doing this right so the russians the russians learned man we bankrupted them out in afghanistan they're figuring out how to bankrupt us now you know they're just saying donald Oh man, if they ever wanted to do another remake of Boris and Natasha, they should call you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so Eric, you know um one of our favorite voiceover artists. So Eric, Mr. Blog, give me a call, man, because when they're looking for Natasha, I will do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, hey, so um going to take us over to Missouri now. Okay. We're headed to fuck that guy, right? Yeah. Right on. So uh, the Republicans... <laughs> the, Repub- the runaway favorite Republican uh, is Missouri Attorney General Josh Howley. No, this Howley. is not the guy who we talked about last week, is it? Please tell me no. What did we talk about him last week for? Um, this isn't the guy who talked about feminists having snakes in their heads and all that. No, 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 no. Oh, this okay. guy, this that guy, that guy is just some kind of fucking performance artist slash weirdo. Okay. Right. Okay. No, this guy, this guy is the current Missouri Attorney General, which should be uh, even more terrifying. Right, and so he's challenging McCaskill, right? Um, the front runner, yeah. Anyway, so his speech last Thursday, or I'm sorry, last December, last Thursday, last December drew a link between <laughs> it feels sex like traffic- last Thursday because it's been so <laughs> compressed and weird and long all at the same time. The time space continuum has been completely destroyed by the Trump administration. But go on, sex trafficking. Right. Okay. So he drew a, a link between sex trafficking and the sexual revolution of the 60s and 70s. Here we go. Quote, we have a human trafficking crisis in our state and in this city and in our country because people are willing to purchase women, young women, and treat them like commodities. Goddamn there feminists. A, we fucked it up again. There is a market for it. Why is Why is there? Because our culture has completely lost its way. The sexual revolution has led to ex- exploitation of women on a scale that we could never have imagined. Never have imagined. He Are then you went on, fucking kidding me? We, we must deliver a message to our culture that the false gospel of anything goes ends in this road of slavery. It ends in the slavery and exploitation of the most vulnerable among us. It ends in the slavery and exploitation of young women. I'm just... When, one... Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. <laughs> 
Okay, go when ahead. Asked, when asked for comment by the, the Star, the newspaper, uh, the Kansas City or Missouri, whatever, anyway, the, the home team newspaper, uh, Howley's team put out a statement confirming that, yes, the candidate believes those things, despite the fact that sex trafficking has existed since the dawn of recorded history. In fact, uh, campaign spokeswoman Kelly Ford said, let's get serious. Sex trafficking is driven by male demand and the subjugation of women. In the 60s and 70s, it became okay for Hollywood and the media to treat women as objects for male gratification. And that demeaning view of women has helped fuel harassment, inequality, and sex trafficking. Uh, So the star went and talked to a human trafficking expert and who said, yeah, absolutely no empirical evidence or research to suggest that there was any uptick in human trafficking in the 60s or 70s or that that's when it started. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> Republicans in Missouri, you know. Hey, I'm just thinking, like, you know, what about century upon century of enslavement of women and people of color and people who are different and people who aren't white Christian men. What about centuries and centuries of that? What the hell are you talking about? I know, right? (laughs) Obviously that's not a reality on the ground in Missouri. Right. I know, right? Just like, oh my God, do you guys want to do that again? Excellent. (laughs) Oh man, I just that was that was really really good. I was like, okay. Well, I have a small um, unrelated fuck that guy to interpose between your fuck that guys. So, yeah. um, Rick Santorum was on CNN this morning as a commentator. Dear God, they, okay. And I just want to remind all of our listeners to take a minute and Google Santorum just so we can get it up to where it's supposed to be at the top of the definitions. <laughs> I'm doing it right You're now. You're doing it right now. <laughs> I think it still comes up as the first hit. Yeah, no, they actually had him. It, um, oh, my God. It is absolutely. It's, in fact, the top box, right? That's like awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so they actually had him debating Jennifer Granholm, who is the former governor of Michigan. Okay. She's a dem. And, um, yeah, he was pretty amazing. <laughs> I couldn't believe they still had that hackneyed son of a bitch on TV, but, yeah. you know. In fact, the Santorum, Santorum doesn't actually get a, a, an honest mention for the first eight <laughs> listings. Right on. Well done, listeners. <laughs> we take partial credit. We'll give most of the credit to Dan Savage. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, All right, you said you had more fuck that guys. Oh yeah, well, I mean, you know, Devin Nunes, obviously. Right, the midnight ride because, of because, Devin Nunes. Be, because here's the thing. I, I think it's time to seriously ask this question, which is, Mr. Nunes, what the fuck are you doing? Because it seems to me that what you were doing is trying to obstruct justice. <laughs> So, you know, Mueller may want to talk to you in a few more days. So, I, I mean, this, I, I am truly confused by some of the behavior. 
what where is the upside I, this is the thing i just do not i cannot comprehend about nunes is like where's the upside I think he's one of those guys who thinks he stands to gain something from the Trump administration because he's he's really playing to them as his masters, for lack of a better. Yeah, it's it's weird, right? It yeah. is weird that the the level that Nunes has shown himself willing to go to over the last year to try to keep Trump out of trouble, right? And and it's just hard to fathom what it is that he thinks he's going to get out of it. He's because he's got a relatively secure seat in the Central Valley. Um, Not although, if he keeps going the way he's going, exactly, right? Let's hope. Right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just kind of weird, man. So yeah, fuck him, obviously. <laughs> um, Mike Pence. Ugh. This is awesome. Let me get to this article. Uh, <laughs> You've been doing a lot of reading. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's been that kind of week. But Vice President Mike Pence is planning to keep North Korea from hijacking the Olympics. Oh, yeah, really? How are they going to do that, and how is he going to do that? I'm assuming he it says they're hijacking because they're working with South Korea now. Yeah. At every opportunity, the VP will point out the reality of the oppression in North Korea by a regime that has enslaved its people. We will not allow North Korea's propaganda to hijack the messaging of the Olympics. So, there's a few things I just want to say real quick there. One, who fucking cares about the Olympics? (laughs) And two, the messaging of the Olympics is clearly commercial and... Make money, right? Capitalistic, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... Abandoning what it is what is typically a diplomatic role, Pence will refuse to let Kim's regime get away with hawking its propaganda and cute photo ops at the South Korean games. What is he gonna do? Go photobomb all of them? <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Oh God. I wish I had the money to get someone to South Korea because I would pay for someone to wear a Mike Pence mask and go and photobomb everything. That would be so incredible. A spokeswoman for the for Pence confirmed the accuracy of the comments. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just the Okay, I mean I realize that we don't generally do a whole lot with the vice president. Period. You know, I get that it's the vice president, but holy fucking Jesus, that is just stupid. This is he's like the pretend president actually. So he's sort of the co-president. No, he's not. Well, he in only in his mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, this week on fuck that guy, um, I, I gotta say, um, Alex Reamer, f- fuck you. Okay, right? I am completely lost. Who yeah, the hell I'm- is Alex Reamer? Does right. this have to do with the the sports ball? The, with the with Tom Brady? With the sports ball? Sports ball. Yeah. What the fuck? Super Bowl. Right. The sports ball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Uh, well. Yeah. I mean, basically, 
So who the hell is Alex Reamer? Is he the guy who is the quarterback for the other team that is out? No. Oh, okay. He's a he's a host on a uh, on a on a, sh- a radio show back there in Boston. And what an unfortunate name! But go ahead. And he uh, he, he was he was a, he said some really insulting shit about Brady's five year old daughter. Oh, Brady's a you. regular. Brady's a regular on another show on that network, right? And he just basically lit him up and, you know, said, yeah, I got nothing to say to you guys ever again, basically. Well, I can't, and, I'm, I am not a Tom Brady fan. I cannot exactly. blame him. Exactly. And that's why I'm just saying, dude, it's a five-year-old girl. What yeah. the fuck is your problem? Yeah. You know, so fuck you and fuck you for actually making Brady look good. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know Yes, the only thing more criminal than than being offensive about a five year old girl is making Tom Brady look good. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, where was Mike Pence during the State of the Union? I don't know. <laughs> I know he wasn't the designated survivor because I remember when they said who the designated survivor was, I was like, who? Yeah. And how unimportant could that person possibly be? <laughs> yeah. No, I think he sorry. was right there. <laughs> He was right, yeah. No, this is some. This was the Washington Times trying to, or the Washington Post trying to be cute. Never mind. Ah, okay. Edit, okay. edit that out. <laughs> yeah, right. That presumes that I actually edit, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just telling our, I'm telling our listeners to just edit it out. Ah, okay, okay, very good. <laughs> all right, all right, and finally, um, <laughs> finally, I, we just have to end with the, um, that stellar intellectual of the of the right, the. Uh, the economic god that is, in fact, the house, speaker of the house, um, Wienermobile boy. Oh, uh, all, I know exactly Ryan, where you're headed because this pissed me off so much. Go for who it. Tweet, who tweeted out that uh, he was spe- that this tax plan is so great because he was speaking to a woman who said, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm making an extra dollar fifty a week, which will cover my Costco membership." Okay, I just want to be really clear that I wouldn't even fucking pay for my coffee for the week. Yeah. Like, it would take six weeks to pay for one cup of coffee plus tip. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, he has since deleted that tweet. Right. <laughs> yeah, do you think that's a little bit blind? A little bit, a little bit tone deaf? Just a little Celebrating bit. someone's dollar fifty a week raise. What is this? Nineteen eleven. Hey, buck fifty would have been great when I made freaking three thirty five an hour. But... Right. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a piece of shit. He is. He is absolutely a piece of shit. But what's worse is that he's really a dumb piece of shit. So this would be a good time to remind people to go ahead and send some money to Randy Bryce, his opponent. Right, who actually did put out a fundraising plea for everybody to please contribute a dollar fifty. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. So. <sighs> yeah. Well, my real fuck that guy is actually my first in the Hall of Honorable Mention. So oh no. I would like to say fuck and thank you all of those 36 Republicans who are retiring from the house 
before the midterm elections because yeah. those 36 Republicans could potentially hand control of the House back to the Dems. And Trey Gowdy is just the latest in this group of 36 Republicans. So thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, so... Um... Yeah, it's time to just probably start looking at which ones which ones uh, are important. Right. I mean, I'm sure that there are some who are more important than others, but at this point, when you're talking about control of the house, every seat's important. Yep. I will also say that um, on a totally different note, I would like to encourage people to listen to the podcast Slow Burn. Have you heard of it? No. So I just heard of it. I just started listening. I'm probably three quarters of the way through the first episode. It's about Watergate. Okay. And it's really interesting. So for those of us who don't know as much about Watergate and who are trying desperately to learn quickly, since it seems like that's where we're living right now. Um, right. It, it's pretty interesting and it's pretty well produced. And it sounds like the, um, the person who did it is planning on covering the Bill Clinton impeachment for the second season. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. And the name of that one more time? A slow burn. Okay. I want to give a shout out to Bombcast. I think it's one. Yeah. Um, make sure I got that name right. I've been listening to him for weeks. Do I know the name? <laughs> Come on, phone. Get it together. Uh, da, 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 da. Ah, sorry. Bombshell. That's it. Oh, okay. Bombshell. What's Bombshell about? Bombshell is a podcast put out uh, by a, a group of women in Washington who are who are now or formerly uh, State Department people. Oh, wow. Right, it's kind of in the trenches kind of thing. It's really interesting. It goes along with the Lawfare podcast and Rational Security. Okay, that just really made the hair on my neck stand up. So I am going to add that to my podcast app right now. Yeah. And yeah, Lawfare is good and Rational Security is good too. So. But Bombshell is the one that, that you're giving yeah. a big shout out to right now. Yep. All one word, um, I'm assuming? Yep. Okay. Cool. <laughs> If you're only going to listen to one podcast, listen to us. <laughs> but if you're going to listen to three, then make sure that you add Slow Burn and Bombshell. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and don't forget Love It or Leave It, which is still one of my favorite new podcasts of, of the last year. Right. Stay tuned with Preet. Yep. And of you course, know. Pod Save America, which Love It or Leave It is is on the same network. Oh, and of course, Biters about The Walking Dead. Right. <laughs> I was going to avoid that, but I, and then, you know, to get particularly old school, Radio Lab. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, well, I don't have a heck of a lot else to say, but I did pull up a Neil Gaiman quote that just seemed really good about adults, since we okay. seem to be surrounded by creepy adults this week. So this is from The Ocean at the End of the Lane. 
She was the storm. She was the lightning. She was the adult world with all of its power and its secrets and all of its foolish, casual cruelty. It's good. Yeah. Well, it's Neil. Of course, it's good. (laughs) All right. All right. So have a good week. Hopefully, we'll have a little more time with each other the next time we podcast. But uh, God, I I didn't feel prepped. So thank you for uh, for doing a good job presenting the the memo memo today. My pleasure. All right. I'm going to go solve my wife's vertigo. All right. Because, whoop, whoop, you got an excellent medical consultation prior to us being online. That's right. (laughs) And on that note, now I'm going to take us off the air. So everybody have a good week. The girl pleads. The woman needs a wedding ring.